Welcome back to another episode of Let Them Play. Here with me, Patrick Carr, Alec Horn. I'm Joey. Let's get into yes, it. Yes, sir. I'll do it. Let them play. <laughs> I think we lose viewers every time you do that. Well, there's no this viewers, guy, man. silly. Wow. <laughs> Not wrong. No, we've gotten some good support from the viewers. Listeners? Shut your mouth, kid. <laughs> Own him. All right, today we're going to talk about the NBA Finals, obviously, and we're going to be talking about what's wrong with the United States basketball team, and we might spend a while on that because we have a lot of talking points on that. So you guys ready to get into it? You could have uh, stopped Absolutely. at the United States and we would have had a lot of talking points, too. <laughs> okay. It's true. Yeah, so I'm definitely ready for both. So the Phoenix Suns took a 2-1 lead in our since the last time we recorded a podcast, which was last Tuesday. And, man, game two, I think game two is probably the game that most people are talking about because it was just such a – Giannis was just putting up a great game with forty over 40 points. I think it was 12-plus rebounds. And the and Middleton and Holiday were just awful. It was it was still a close game. They couldn't easily if those two were average, which I think they just need to be to win this series, then they could have won that game. But they squandered going up two one. The the Bucks are, I mean, they're two Giannis amazing games away from just getting blown out 3-0 in all three of these games so far. I mean, the Bucks really dominated. As a whole, in game three, it was a 20-point victory. But that happened because of Giannis's pure dominance from, from the opening tip. And, you know, Holiday was actually pretty good in that game. Had four threes, shot 50% from behind the line. It was really good defensively on Chris Paul, too. But Middleton is still – some. they're still searching for Middleton out there from the Milwaukee Bucks side. He has been really average to worse than average this series so far. And you're kind of waiting on the Middleton game. But – I think you're right. Middleton and Holiday just need to not be bad for them to win in pretty much any game, unless if Giannis is going to play like this. And Holiday was was pretty was pretty good in Game Three, and Middleton just wasn't there, and Giannis was able to do that again, and that they were able to pull away. I mean, so the Suns aren't going to shoot that poorly from three like they did in Game Three, but they're also not going to shoot that great like they did in Game Two. So it'll, it'll be somewhere in the middle, and they're going to need Middleton to step up if they want the same chance in Game Four. Yeah, I don't think it was any surprise that, you know, the Suns won the first two and the Bucks pulled away with one uh, when they were back home. Um, so that was pretty predictable. So now if, um, if they're able to get two in a row, that's a big thing for the Bucks right here. But if they lose this one, it's, it's looking pretty bleak. Yeah, and I think they need more out of Devin Booker, obviously. He just scored 10 points in game three. I don't think that happens again. So if you're the Bucks, you no. got to be prepared for I think Devin Booker's going to have a pretty big game coming up, game four tomorrow. So we'll just have to see what the Bucks are able to do. They need to win. This is a must-win game. Obviously, it's the finals, but they just got to get it done. They lose game four, they lose the series probably. I mean, it's just – Like 90%, yeah. Yeah, we've only – you know, there's all the three-one jokes out there, but it's a very rare feat to happen, and, and 
Um, Giannis, we know Giannis is going to show up. He's been just absolutely outstanding in this series. And we were talking last Tuesday. We weren't even sure if he was going to play in game one. And, you know, the question was is if he was even going to be healthy enough when he's going to return in the series. And he's just, and I think he's been the best player on the floor all three games, or not in, not in the first game, but as a totality through the three games, he's been the best player in the series. Uh, I think the Bucs have maybe figured out a good matchup defensively with Holiday on Chris Paul. Chris Paul's 10 turnovers in the last two games with Holiday pretty much just getting unleashed on him. Going, he's been picking him up earlier in, in the half court and you know, even pressure him a little further out down the full court just to wear him out. And Chris Paul does seem to be a little beat up from that pressure the whole way. And, you know, 10 turnovers in two games for that guy is pretty rare. So that's the holiday's doing something correct, but we know Chris Paul is a very smart player and he's going to figure out some sort of advantage he has on him, but holiday's also kind of like that defensively too. So that's a good one to, to watch over the next couple of games. And with holiday, maybe just not eliminating Chris Paul, but taking him out as much as he's been doing a lot of the pressure does get put on Booker and that's where, the guys like Middleton's going to have to, if he's not going to be, you know, making shots, he's going to have to do a really good job defensively on Booker, and that's what his job's going to have to be. Yeah, the two-way game's very important for both teams in this series. Talked a lot about the Bucks, but you need Devin Booker. He's played decent defense this series. You just need def- decent defense from him, I think, to win this series because, well <laughs> – Actually, who knows, man? Middleton's just been so off and on. Yeah. It's just something I noticed. I, you know, we've seen uh, we've seen Chris Paul and obviously uh, Booker do pretty well in the playoffs, but the Middleton and and Drew haven't really stepped up that much. Only a few games where they've really gone off. Um, so it's more likely that the Suns players uh, step up than Giannis gets help, and that's that's not a good look for the Bucks. The Middleton game has to happen. We've seen it in every series so far. In games five and six, when Giannis went out, he was great. Game seven and game six and seven of the Nets series, he was really good too. I mean, it's just as the fact that they have to wait for it to happen is part of the issue. But, you know, at some point he's going to be hitting – he's going to just going to be hitting his spot-up shots. Because I do think the Suns have a lot of guys that can throw up Middleton and make a lot of good matchups for him. I mean, the combo of like Crowder, Bridges – Cam Johnson, Torrey Craig got hurt, so he's a little uh, limited. But just the combo of those four guys they can put on Middleton is kind of brutal for him to create his own shot consistently throughout the games. But he just needs to be able to hit his spot-up looks that Giannis is creating at this rate. Yeah, I think he should, you know, drive a little more because he's not hitting his jumpers. And if, you know, even if you're driving – Just to get some confidence. some layups, see the ball go through the basket for you when you're shooting – even if he, yeah. you know, gets some free throws too. Attack, get to the free throw line. Yeah. He's definitely capable of that. We, we've seen it. In but, these playoffs too. Yeah. It's just the time is now. What I've noticed is both teams are down to like pretty much six trustworthy playable guys. And that's going to be an interesting subplot for the rest of the series. Just who can, who can last the longest really. I mean – they're they're getting gassed in uh, in in these games already, and I, I don't necessarily blame either team. It's you know forty minutes in the finals for their for the key players, and you know forty minutes in final games really is probably closer to like sixty minutes if compared to a regular season game. It's crazy, oh, yeah. especially with that intensity. Yep. So, do you guys have any? We 
had our so who did you guys pick to win the finals? I think I had Suns in seven. Joey, I think you had Suns in six, right? Yeah. What do you, you have, Pat? I kind of had I kind of couched it. I said it's too. I kind of like you know played it a little soft. I said it's a little too hard for me to predict because we. Oh, uh, there's always one of those soft. Guys. Yeah, exactly. So do you I any- think I, I think I did say if we get like a healthy Giannis, which I mean back to back forty point games, back to back forty ten and yeah, five. he's definitely back. Yeah, yeah, he, we'll he, qualify him as healthy, right? He's now. healthy. I think. I think this. I think the Bucks. They're down two one. I still. I don't think they're going to win. You know, four straight games and and close out six. But I don't think that's a impossibility. You know, I could see them going six or seven still. Yeah. I don't think I'm the sure. Suns are going to win in in five. I'm just I don't think this is going to be a four one series. I just don't think the Suns have the bodies or the physicality to match up with the bully ball that the Bucks have kind of found in the last couple of games. Joey, do you have a change prediction? Or are you still going Suns and six? Um, I'm probably going to stay with mine. I'm probably going to stay with Suns six. Yeah, I respect it. How about you? Uh, I this is you know what? Give me Bucks and seven. I'm changing it up. All right, I so I'm the I'm the only Suns prediction. I do yeah. think the Suns are more complete, but the Giannis factor. They just they the Suns do not have a matchup for him. And eight, no, they don't. Dayton is the only, you know, considerable matchup. And if Gian- if Giannis is figuring out how to get him in foul trouble, it's it's barbecue chicken. It's game time. Yeah, their backup center was Dario Saric, which easy matchup for Giannis anyways, but he tore his ACL. And yeah, yep. They don't really have anyone besides Aiton now. I really hope the Bucks win game four here and we get a, you know, this, those classic 2-2 series game fives and, you know, big-time playoff series are super fun. So I hope we get one of those. Couldn't agree more. Uh, so do you want to transition to a little bit of the U.S. basketball right now? Yeah, let's talk about that dumpster fire, can we? <laughs> so they lose back-to-back games to Nigeria and Australia, which looking at their rosters, neither team holds a candle to the Nigeria the United the States. The Nigeria game is like actually one of the biggest international upsets in any sport ever. Yeah. They were, what, 30-point favorites? It was 30 30 flat. Yeah, so... Um, Go ahead. Nigeria, the only NBA players Nigeria had were Gabe Vincent, who's barely an NBA player for the Miami Heat. Um, Precious Achua, who's just had his first... Yeah, he's solid. He just had his first year in the league. And Josh Okoge on the Minnesota Timberwolves. But also KV Impala. Yeah, that's right. There's no reason you should lose to that team. You got Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal, Jason Tatum, Draymond Green, Bam Adebayo. Zach Levine. Zach Levine, Damian Lillard, the GOAT, Jeremy Grant. (laughs) (laughs) The the U.S. shouldn't have a problem with any country when it comes to – when you just look at the straight-up roster talent – you can compare it to everyone else, but you know, that's, what's kind of cool, I guess, about international basketball is the rules are very different. And the way USA is playing right now is really gross. It's just, is so ISO your turn, my turn style play. And that's just foul hunting. It's not going to work. It's not going to work when the games really matter. And they're not going to be able to waltz, you know, play pick up their way into a gold medal. They really have to play actual team basketball now. Yeah. And the reason that is, is because it's the, the FIBA, FIBA rest, right? So the rules, people rule. It's the rules are different. 
Okay. The NBA rules. Okay. Yeah. So their their officiating is different, and they're they're constantly looking for fouls, and it's not working. So the FIBA um, style, the tougher, way better, tougher style of play is just ruining their <laughs> their game plan, I guess. And yeah, they need I like to adjust. A, I like a lot of the FIBA rules. I like the the. Yeah. Can you guys shot. explain to me uh, some of the rules that are different? So there's it's ten minute quarters first, and there's no defensive goaltending. Right. Well, no, there's goaltending, but it's once the ball hits the rim, you can hit it out. But you can't, you can't like. Oh, you can't put your arm through the rim. No, and you can't, you can't, you know, block a shot on the way down if it hasn't the rim yet. Okay. But also, once I like, the rim. I like their shot clock violation rules. If the team that's defending gets the air ball, they can just keep going. There's no stoppage. Which uh, okay. I, I like a lot. Like fast break. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a you get to run in transition, which you don't get to do for play if you played good defense for you should get rewarded seconds. for that. I don't like yeah. this rule, but there's no defense of three seconds in the key either. But that's a I, yeah, I don't know how yeah, that's the main ones that you know everyone's noticing is there's just so much less freedom of movement with and without the ball. I mean, in the FIBA, there is no rule about jumping into defenders, which is a foul on the defense. There's none of the stupid, you know, all the stuff Chris Paul, Trey and James Harden learned the last couple mm-hmm. years where you've got the defender on your back and you jump behind them and cause the foul. That's not a foul anymore. I mean, it is just, it makes it so the game is just so much harder to score now in, the, in FIBA, which is good because it makes us appreciate scoring more so than the crap that's going on in the NBA. Yeah. So the USA team also just needs to learn how to play together. They're just not fun. No, it's seem, like they're playing. Nothing, it seems, yeah, it seems not, like nothing's clicking. No. I mean, it, it literally it is five out, you know, Durant's turn. All right, next time it's, it's little. It's oh, it didn't work. Oh, pass it out. All right, yeah, ISO. Yeah, now it's Tatum's turn. It's just like, okay, we're going to. All right, Draymond time. <laughs> yeah, we saw that one. Ooh. It's just it's one-on-one until they get a, a decent look at it or whatever, and it, there's no team basketball going on at all. Yeah, so I think – are these national uh, international teams? Are they playing more like zone too because of these rules? Or are they... I don't, no, I don't, think, I don't think they're going to play any zone against the U.S. just because they'll get killed okay. by shooting. Yeah, they have okay. too many shooters. Gotcha. Also, the roster. I don't like the yeah. Roster. That's what I was about to say. It's so Jerry Coangelo has done the roster for the like a very long time, and he's kind he's a, like a legend. But like this roster is like. This is his last roster. Like, what are you doing? Like, do you, there's, there's like no besides Bam. There's no like big center you can play out there. And Bam's not even a big center. He's six nine. He's I'd rather even, have Evan Mobley on the team than Kevin Love. I oh man, don't even get me started on who I didn't they pick have on the team Kevin, Kevin Love, Love over. Didn't they pick uh, Julius Kevin Randall. Love over Julius Randle? Yeah, there's there was a lot of guys apparently. I mean, where's Christian Wood at? Where's Anyone. Anybody, anybody. I guess Miles Turner had a foot injury, which is why he didn't do it. So yeah, I guess man, there was Miles. a lot. Of, and it's also looking at the USA, the US selection of centers is pretty bleak, which we talked. It about. is. I was I was looking at all these NBA teams. I'm like, wait, there's there's not a lot of them. I mean, yeah, I'd rather have Rashawn Holmes than Kevin Love. We give, we give Gobert crap, but Gobert would easily be the best center on this team. Oh, definitely. But yeah, it looks I, like- I don't know. I don't know why they didn't even think about going after, you know, there always used to be, I don't necessarily like the token college player, but there always used to be at least one college super young guy on the team just so they can get the 
it's kind of cool, like bringing up the new wave of talent and it was kind of like representing them. And now I don't know why there's not one on this team. And there wasn't one in 16 either. I think it would yeah, be only the last and or Kate Cunningham should be on this team. Exactly. The last one was 2012 with Anthony Davis. So that was a pretty good pick. Yeah. And, there, and there's no reason for that, right? It's just how they constructed the roster. Yeah, exactly. They, they could have done it if they wanted to. Yeah, they qualified for it. I don't know why. Hmm. Cunningham, I actually think, would be good for this team too because he's like a pass-first playmaker. He's like a team connector, and it's another kind of player that this team is missing. They only have two of those guys, I think, and it's Bam Adebayo and Draymond Green, and that's kind of a problem if you're only two playmakers, like team connectors, or you're two centers. Yeah, they yeah, just got to do a better job. Make the extra pass. Set some screens. Do something. Just do more. It's. It, I think they'll get used to the FIBA rules. It's you know it's, they'll they'll figure they're the best. Not these aren't the best of the best NBA players because there are like a good amount of the top ten guys who decline to play for USA or the international or other uh, players from other countries. But this is still like ten All Stars on this team. I think from this year, and so they're gonna figure it out. But it is kind of an indictment on the NBA rules, and it's like I hope Adam Silver's watching and shows how much better better of a game the FIBA game is and how much how much struggle it is for the USA players just to score right now. Yeah, but back to how the roster is being built. Uh, Jerry Colangelo has done it forever, and Grant Hill is going to be taking over from now on, which I think he's going to do a great job because he's played the game much more recently. I don't even know if, what Jerry Colangelo's um, resume is for this, but he, he's, he's done a good job. Six he's done it. No, that was Brian Colangelo. Yeah, right. yeah, the dude with the burners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the, when yeah. they had no GM for three months. Yeah, I was trying to make sure I didn't say his name accidentally. But, yeah, but Jerry's done. I think George – not George. Grant Hill's going to do a great job. Well, and but, also, like, Popovich and Kurt have a good say of, like, who the roster is, too. And, well, Popovich, Popovich deserves some flack – because his record since being the U.S. head coach after Coach K retired from being the U.S. guy is 9-5. That's, yeah, that's bad. With all the talent that he plays with it, or he's coaching every year, that's really bad. Yes, for some perspective, Mike Krzyzewski went 75-1 and one as the Team USA coach. Yeah. And also, Team USA in exhibition, exhibition games before this two-game losing streak was 54-2. and two. Kevin Durant was 39 and 0 as a USA player. Yeah. Oh. It, they, they have some stuff to figure out. I mean, at this rate. At least it doesn't matter technically, right? Right yeah, now, but no. it's just so embarrassing. Yeah. They will have Middleton. See, I'm Holiday actually I'm skeptical potentially. that I'm skeptical that all three of those guys will actually go to the team because they're gonna have to because depending on when the finals end, there's no break. To, yeah, they're gonna have to fly to Tokyo. Like, there's a there's a legit chance they have to fly to Tokyo a night or two nights after the finals. And I just don't see all three of those guys, maybe maybe if any, just going straight from the finals right to Tokyo. I think the, the loser will, whoever that is, between Booker, Middleton, and Holiday. That's true. That's just a lot of basketball. Like we just talked about how much finals basketball is too. I mean, it's each finals game is like one and a half real games, two real games. They're just gonna be basketball exhausted. They play Argentina in about an hour, so we'll see if they learn their lesson. <laughs> let's see. Wait, let's see who's on this Argentina team. The I'm pretty sure. Team. The I'm pretty sure Luis Scola is still on Argentina. 
Manu doesn't play internationally anymore, right? No, no, no. There's no way that Manu's still on the team. I'm trying to recognize any names I'd recognize. Um, uh, no. (laughs) (laughs) All they have to do is play great team basketball to beat USA, though. The players that played the most minutes when they played Nigeria was Nicholas Brusino, Marcos Delia, F- Fasundo Campazo. Campazzo. Oh, Campazzo. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. USA. Patricio Giarino. That's all. Yeah. So, Pazzo I mean, no. Nice USA up. That'd <laughs> so bad. That's what's going to happen, though. We know that, right? Oh, I, uh, I don't doubt it. I can't believe uh, that Argentina team is still ranked fourth in the world. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah, That's they true. lost to Nigeria by twenty. Yeah, I saw Mike Brown. Twenty-three. Hey, props to Warriors assistant Mike Brown. He's building a pretty good Nigerian program over there. Yeah, he's doing a great job. Yeah, I was surprised to see him as the head coach. I didn't know he accepted it last year, like pretty much during the middle of COVID. I remember, and I was, was I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. But yeah, good for him. Yeah, he's got an assistant job in the NBA and head coaching Nigeria. It's kind of Considering cool. nine years ago, Nigeria lost to USA by 80. 156 to 73, right? Something like that. Yeah. Math. A lot of, it was a lot to a little. 83. Jeez. That's, that's a lot. <laughs> Big if true. Those are those beatdowns you take in like SCBA or whatever, but like extrapolate. You got beat by eighty in SCBA. <laughs> no, no. But like, <laughs> say, say you got beat by like thirty in like a short game. It's like taking all that. I lost. Yeah, whole game. I lost. I played the Oakland Soldiers once. You know. Jeez. Oh, I think I have told you guys what the score was of that of that game, right? What was it? It was the you know the the Gordon Oakland Soldiers. We lost eighty four to nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can't believe I've never Dude, heard that. I no double I've digits. There's that, no bro. shot I've ever heard that. Because I, I would have remembered 84 to 9. I, I think that was the final score. I don't think we got in double digits. Did you I score? Remember. I had four of our nine. Oh, hey. <laughs> Were you bragging to your teammates? Like, hey. Uh, that was deep. I'm, I'm 15. Help me a, out. It was a full court press the whole game because they had they said they need in order to win the tournament it was based off like point differential so yeah they yeah up the score and it's like the best team in California one of the top five teams in the country in terms of AAU play and they're just you know they're just dogging us it was no fun yeah I think we, were you crying after time. no I was definitely <laughs> I definitely considered my love for basketball after that game though coach I've done all I can for my career so yeah exactly. And it's kind of looking at it now, though, it's kind of like close to the it's not a highlight, but it's got to say, hey, lost to the Oakland Soldiers. (laughs) (laughs) 84 to nine, I believe. I think it was 84. I don't remember. It was nine for sure. I don't know what theirs was, though. That's what Team USA should be doing because of their stacked talent. You would hope so. Probably not. Kelton Johnson. That's, he's actually pretty good. Yeah, he's he's not on good, this, eh? Patty, Patty Mills went off. I want that dude. He's, he's, all, he's, he's always nice on, on Australia. It's crazy. Yeah. 
Yeah, they have There's, a good team. Respect to Australia. There are actually some good international teams. Like Canada would actually be really good if their whole team wasn't injured because of NBA. But, like, Jamal Murray. Um, Wiggins is on the team. Yeah, Wiggins was, like, their best player because of the injuries. Which I think Chris Boucher is Canadian. Hey, you guys know who wasn't on the Australia team, right? Ben Simmons. Yeah, you know he hasn't made it in, like, the last two times. I don't know. Mm-hmm. He, he said he wasn't even trying for it this year, though. Yeah, but the last time they, they had qualifiers, the coach didn't take him. <laughs> yeah. So you, you can't shoot. <laughs> he, he talked about it after, and he was just like he, – he didn't, he, didn't he didn't give a crap in tryouts or practice or anything like that, like brought the team down and stuff like that. I think he would have made it pretty easily this year. I mean, easily the most skilled and talented on the team, but – the fact that he didn't make it the last time that they, he qualified for it. Also, that, that, should, that should have said a lot from then. I think Luca is taking, where's he from? Slovenia. Slovenia. He's taking them all the way. That'd be kind of cool. I'm just kidding. No, That'd be sick. That team is horrible. If Luca <laughs> actually has a run with them, that, that'll be like one of the most impressive Olympic basketball feats I've seen. I wish uh I wish Jokic played for Serbia. That would have been cool, but he said no. Isn't France pretty solid too? They used to be. They had Tony Parker. Well, they've got Gobert, Killian Hayes. Uh Tokina, how do you say his name? Frank Nidalinka. Yeah. Nidalinka. Is Nick Batum, Batum playing for them? Batum, yeah. Fournier. Right? Fournier. And Theo oh. Maladon's playing, right? Uh, I actually don't know. I don't think Dude, so. They should bring up. They should bring up Victor Wembanyama. That guy would yeah. actually be the second best player on the team already. Yeah, but that's oh. that's a really solid team, actually. It is. It yeah. is solid. Oh, Celtics really? legend. <laughs> uh, I don't oh. think Alan Smilagic made the Serbian team, and Jokic didn't even play. It just shows how bad he is. I thought he was next up. Yeah, he's the. Uh, so it looks like for the Warriors media team. The athletic Jokic. Oh, man. Hey, Nico Mannion's taking Italy. Oh, yeah, I saw that. That was actually pretty Italy, cool. Italy's just dubbing right now. He's actually – Nico Mannion was actually pretty good in all the qualifier games. Future all-star. Oh, God. <laughs> Hopefully he's not a, a warrior anymore. Wow. Imagine hating your Big fan. Game. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. sucks. <laughs> Did you guys see Dennis Schroeder skip the German Olympics for um, what was the, I'm trying to remember the exact quote? It was, I think it was personal insurance or something. What was he trying he not did, to like hurt himself? Yeah, he just didn't want management. to get hurt. He just, he just wants to get paid. That's all he cares about. It's not the worst business decision, honestly. It's not. It's probably is the biggest free agency of his lifetime in the last it, 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 Yeah, it definitely contract. is. This is his first time being a free agent. That's why, like, Zach Levine's got a contract here next year. So that's, you know, first for yeah. him doesn't get hurt. Yeah. He d- I'm pretty sure he did get hurt. But he in versus Nigeria, he got hurt and then he but came back. He came back, back in because yeah. he, he was on the closing possession. Yeah. That beautiful basketball in the closing, closing possession. Let's talk team. about that. That was yeah. awful. There's 13 seconds left in the game. USA down three. They dribble the ball for 10 seconds, then get fouled. And pretty sure KD missed a free throw. Levine got fouled. Oh yeah, it was. And then he missed. And then he missed those. Did he miss both? He missed. 
He's, he intentionally missed the second one. Yeah. Uh, Katie missed – I think Katie missed a free throw in, earlier in the game when there was like two minutes left in the game. But just – USA, pick it up, man. Embarrassing us. Us. All U.S. citizens are embarrassed. Hey, U.S. soccer is going to start qualifying for the World Cup soon, so hopefully they don't embarrass us either considering they didn't even make it last time. Oh, they're awful. No, in U.S. soccer, they won the CONCACAF a month ago. I don't even know what that means. It was their like first time ever beating Mexico. Okay, typically they're pretty bad. Yeah, the team's actually not bad. Anymore. I saw I saw that video. I saw a celebration. I don't remember what it was for, but it looked cool. <laughs> oh, it was when they beat Mexico in the CONCACAF yeah. championship. They're, they're, this team might be the best U.S. team ever, which isn't. Are there any big names that I could? You should know Christian Pulisic. Yeah. You don't actually, he's actually like a stud in the Premier League on Chelsea who just won the Champions League. Yeah, I have heard that name before. And then I'll West probably, I'll, I'll probably check it out. Too. Like really good. But last, last, the last World Cup, they didn't even qualify because they lost to Trinidad and Tobago on a cow pasture field. Oh my gosh. That, just <laughs> sound, that sounds made up, but it... <laughs> I'm not joking. That's how yeah, they didn't qualify. That kind of sounds, yeah. It was a legit cow pasture. Was it standing room only tickets? Or? I don't even know. I remember. <laughs> it, it was like a bad moment for U.S. soccer. So I'm bad from here. Well, two World Cups ago, they made it to the round of 16 and they almost beat uh, Belgium. Yeah. But the 2020 Summer Olympics are coming up and can't wait. I mean, I mean, are they coming up, though? <laughs> well, yeah. Tokyo just can't have fans. Is that a bad COVID breakout Tokyo, again? Like Tokyo just declared state of emergency like a week ago. Yeah, I think it's going, it's going to happen. They're just going to be really strict on the regulations. Again. Yeah, I don't think they can. Actually no fans. Afford, yeah, I don't yeah, think they're, they're not having any. Go two Olympics in a, or without having it two in a row. NBC and the Olympic Committee. Yeah, but it's, what kind of? I mean, profits are they making with no fans? Right. The TV deals are kind of weird. Yeah, you get that, and you get the apparel, too, uh, I guess. There's... So it's all post-televised. I think, like, with the uh, the growth and surgence of uh, social media, not as many people are watching it as, anymore, because by the time... Just watching clips. Yeah, because by the time it's aired at, you know, 8 p.m. Eastern or 5 p.m. Western, or actually, no, it still doesn't even air until 8 p.m. On, on the West Coast. You know, those the stuff that's actually showing has been done for, like, 11 hours by that rate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just weird timing. Something they got to figure out. Especially with no fans there, because like, they can't have they can't have scores just spoiled all the way around. Yeah, sports with no fans is just a bummer all around. The last Not that enjoyable yeah, to watch. 2020 through perhaps the football and college season like just don't feel so weird compared to what we're actually dealing with now with full stadiums and full arenas. Yeah, football mm-hmm. season this year with college football and the NFL is going to be lit. The fans are going to be so hyped to be back, especially yeah. the fans with the teams that did just didn't have fans. This past college football season was easily the least I've ever watched. It was so boring to me. It's because all the good games got canceled. Just an aspect to that, too, is just because that's why college football is just so exciting. It's because the fan, like, 
the students are there. The atmosphere band. is so cool. It's just yeah. cool. Yeah. It's unbelievable sometimes. The atmosphere is awesome. All right. I don't know if there's any other recent news, but there was a home run derby last night. Pete Alonso won back to back. The polar bear. Yeah. Uh, Shohei put a little yeah. run, but he had a run. He started slow, so I bet a lot of people lost money on that. <laughs> a lot was of people were favorite? betting on him. I don't know if he was a favorite, but I just know there was a. Was he, he the favorite? The favorite? Yeah, there he was, was, like, a, was like a lot of people lost money. <laughs> it was like plus yeah. two ten, plus two fifty, or something like that. Yeah, yeah he had a trip. tough matchup with Juan Soto, but uh, just a quick. He tied it up twice, and then he lost in the extra, whatever you call it, extra round. Yeah, shout out to Trey Mancini also. He had yeah, he had cancer. He completed chemotherapy in October 2020, and he just finished. I did not know that. Yeah, he just finished second in the home run derby. That's pretty sick. Um, the funniest moment is when that kid – Oh, that kid. Yeah, poor kid. Yeah, it was terrible. He hurt himself. He's like limping off with help. And Pilon's just vibing. He's vibing the whole time. But I I don't know if he saw him or what, but he was just dancing while ESPN showed. Yeah, it was a bad look. Walking off. (laughs) The kid was walking off, and then they cut the camera to Pete Alonzo, who's just Just vibing out, chilling. Being in the zone. Tell that kid to rub some dirt on him. No. <laughs> okay. I think he did tear his ACL. Looks terrible. Poor guy. <laughs> Rub some dirt on it. Imagine you're like shagging balls in the home run derby. They did, okay, but like I feel like they need to get more. Maybe some older kids. There. Like I feel like the kids there when yeah, I see them, they're a little young. You're putting ball. you're putting twenty like little kids, and you're getting the the hardest hitters of all baseball, and they're just slamming it out into the outfield, like. <laughs> Yeah, that might be some child endangerment. It is. It is super dangerous. I'm surprised there's not have there hasn't been more injuries. Surprised they don't event. run into each other all the time. They probably do. It might not be shown though. <laughs> um, that will be yeah, yeah. by CPS next up on ESPN. <laughs> um, the three yeah. of us have a. Dynasty draft coming up. We'll talk about that later. Oh, yeah, we should just give We'll talk about our teams. We could intro it right now and say, like, what the rules are and how many teams and stuff. So we got, yeah, we got two QBs. In this is the starting lineup two QBs, two running backs, two receivers, a tight end, two flexes, and an IDP. We got weird with this. Yeah. And it's half PPR with 30 roster spots, I believe. Yes, it is. I have pick three. Joey has pick seven. Patrick, you have one. I'm the last pick, but I also traded for the ninth pick in the first round as well. So I have nine, 10, 11 total. And then, yeah, we've been making moves. I have the the third pick in the second round, I believe. So back to back in the second round. Yeah, I've been trying to make moves. No one will (laughs) make me a dumb enough offer. (laughs) (laughs) Shots fired. We hustle. It's true. All right. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you on the next one. And we'll probably update on the fantasy draft. Is it, it'll be done by then or no? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Peace.
Later.